creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. You might get a real charge out of today's Culture Click, especially if you have or have been thinking about getting an electric vehicle. Two electric vehicle or EV charging stations have been added to the Winona State University campus. The charging stations are available to use by WSU students, employees, and the general public. Campus Sustainability Director Nathan Engstrom joins us on the phone to talk about the ins and outs of EV charging and the benefits these stations could have for our community as a whole. I'm Bill Stoneberg. Stick around as we get amped over electric vehicle chargers. I'm here with Nathan Engstrom. He's the Campus Sustainability Director here at Winona State University, and we are going to talk about electric vehicle charging stations that were installed on campus today. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today, Nathan. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So I was reading about the uh, the charges that have been installed on campus, and it says we have two 15.4-kilowatt Level 2 electric vehicle chargers. Um it sounds great, but, you know, me as a layperson looking at this, and I'm not f- familiar with electric vehicle chargers, uh, what does that mean, and what, what is Level 2? Like, what is all this information? Sure. So the Level 2 refers to essentially um, how much energy it can pump into an electric vehicle over what period of time. Okay. So a Level 1 charging station would be something just like the typical um, household electrical plug, like you would have uh, on the wall of your house or your garage. And obviously, that's going to take a very long time to charge on an electric vehicle. A level two charging station is then several times faster than that typical household outlet. So in our case, like you mentioned, we have these 15.4 kilowatt chargers. That means they can pump up to uh, 1,540 watts of electricity um, into an electric vehicle um, at a time. And so electric vehicles have... You know, obviously, battery packs have a certain capacity, and so the amount of energy you can pump in there per unit time uh, just goes to um, affect how quickly people can fill up those battery packs. So the higher the kilowatt rating on the charger, uh, the faster it's going to fill up your electric vehicle. Oh, wow. Cool. So uh, can more than one vehicle charge at these stations at once, or is it one at a time? So we have two individual charging stations. Each one's able to serve one vehicle at a time. So okay. uh, one vehicle per charging station, two vehicles total for the installation we have at WSU. Okay. Is there? Um, I know you mentioned you know the the wattage is directly affects how quickly it can charge. How long would an average vehicle electric vehicle take to charge? So a good example might be a Tesla. Let's just say someone's got a Tesla Model Three. It's got, let's say, it's about a 100-kilowatt-hour um, battery pack. So then you just have to take that 100-kilowatt-hour battery pack, divide it by the 15.4-kilowatt <laughs> of the charging station, and you'd get, oh, would that be about eight hours or so uh, to charge that battery from empty. So it's obviously going to depend on how large the battery pack is, um, how long, how close to empty it is, and then how long someone's long to, unable to sit there. Okay. Um, but in general, for something like that Tesla, if they're empty, it's going to take eight hours. So we're not really looking so much at situations where people are coming in on empty. Um, more than likely, the scenario would be someone just needs to top off uh, for an hour or two 
or let's say a faculty or staff member or student uh, might plug in while they're in class for a couple hours or something mm-hmm. of that nature. Okay, okay. Um, and then where are the Chargers located on campus? So they're uh, in the Silver Crisco lot number 32, um, right there by Crisco Commons, in the first row, uh, closest to the building near the entrance to the bookstore for people who are familiar uh, mm-hmm. with the WSU campus. So off of Huff Street, um, they're in front of Crisco Commons. Okay, okay. So... Since they're located on campus, I know that some people might think, well, then can I use them? Are they available to the public to use as well, or just students and faculty? Everybody. So that's been part of the uh, plan and the hope for this since the very beginning, is we want this to be very much a community project and a public project. So the charging stations are available for anyone to use. Um, so while we are going to have different pricing structures for students and faculty and staff to make it a little more um, affordable and incentivize our own community to use it within WSU. The charges are certainly open and to the public in general, and we are very open and encouraging of anyone um, who has the need for them to come and take advantage uh, of that technology. Nice, nice. I, I really like that, that we're bringing this to the community, you know. I think that's a fantastic thing. Um, how did the project get started? How, what was the genesis of this? Well, one thing that's been kind of overarching this project and a lot of other work on campus is that the WSC has the ultimate goal of carbon neutrality, that we over time want to move our campus towards having um, no net carbon emissions from our various operations. And, and energy is a big part of that, and energy from transportation is a big part of that. And so we see vehicle electrification as part of that carbon neutrality goal and process. And so on average... Um, Charging a new electric vehicle produces far fewer global warming pollutants than driving an average uh, gasoline car. So vehicle electrification is part of that plan to move our campus towards um, low and no carbon uh, sources to meet our carbon neutrality. Right. Um, For those of our listeners that may not be familiar with these terms, um, can you tell us a little bit, like, what does carbon neutrality mean? What are we looking at when we're talking about a goal of that at Winona State? Yeah, so in that context, what you're generally looking at is the energy that it takes to run all of the different operations. So uh, common ones would be the electricity we purchase, the natural gas we purchase, uh, gasoline and diesel for vehicle operations, all that sort of thing. And so you can quantify um, the emissions from those various fuels that you consume to run your operations on campus. And so you can quantify that number um, from all those different sources and translate that into uh, this one single metric of carbon emissions, um, carbon dioxide emissions. Um, And then the overall goal is then to make those changes to our operations, to our fuel sources, to our technologies, uh, to eventually drive that number to zero, to say that overall, over the course of all of our different operations, um, on average, sort of a typical cycle, uh, we're looking to drive that number down to zero uh, by changing technology, changing behavior, um, just generally making modifications to how we do uh, the day-to-day operations of campus in ways both big and small. Okay, okay. Sounds like uh, we're kind of trying to set an example for other organizations and the community as a whole, huh? That's a big part of it. So we really see this charging station project as an opportunity uh, to engage, educate, and lead the community by example. 
And so by having these highly visible charging stations with public access, we can help the Winona community experience the viability of electric power transportation. How did how did we uh, assess the need for this? So like, you know, are there a lot of electric vehicles already in Winona, or are we kind of maybe trying to help them, people decide to get an electric vehicle? How, how did we assess this? Both of those sorts of things. So as we're seeing on a national and global basis, obviously vehicle electrification is something that gets talked about a lot um, just in general. So every major car manufacturer is moving towards electrifying their fleet. Uh, every major manufacturer is launching new electric vehicles. It's something that's continuously in the news. We're certainly starting to see um, our students, faculty, and staff begin to adopt these types of vehicles. So, yes, there are at least seven or eight uh, faculty and staff members that I know of that have electric vehicles. There's many additional community members in Winona who have uh, either pure battery electric vehicles or plug-in hybrids. Okay. So we know that there's that existing, um, relatively small, to be honest, demand right now. But we see the writing on the wall. We see what these billion-dollar global corporations are investing in, and they're investing in electricity for vehicles. Um, They're going all in with EVs. And so we know that's where the future uh, lies. And so we want to be able to be on the front edge of that transformation, to be the leaders with that transformation, um, and really lead the charge rather than uh, playing catch-up several years down the road. Right, right. Lead the charge. I like that. That should be a slogan, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think that is what we're trying to do with this project. Excellent. Um, so I, I don't. I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but does Winona State University have electric vehicles already in their fleet? Or we have two on order. So we have ordered two Chevrolet Bolt uh, battery electric vehicles. Uh, those will be going into the rental motor pool uh, for faculty, staff, and student use for official uh, campus travel. We expect delivery of those sometime in July. Uh, so pretty soon, uh, when people come back in the fall, for sure. Um, and as soon as we can loosen up those travel restrictions, we will have those electric vehicles ready for the campus to use for campus-related travel. And then we have also purchased two, basically, utility carts for our facilities grounds department oh. uh, to use for uh, their operations as well. So we're beginning uh, the transformation of our fleet to electric uh, with those first few vehicles that we've already purchased and have on order. And facilities is making the commitment that that's going to be the direction we go, uh, that over time we're going to convert uh, as many of those fleet vehicles as possible uh, to electric as budget and technology allow. Okay, nice. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, besides the obvious benefits of, you know, lower carbon emissions and uh, carbon neutrality, um, what do you see as the benefit of, of an electric car? Like, do you drive one yourself or have you ridden in one? Um, what's it like? Yeah, in general, what people really love about electric vehicles is their silent operation. Uh, People really rave about the technology. It's just a very uh, high-tech vehicle compared to what most people are used to. Um, Performance-wise, you see a lot of really impressive performance specifications um, in terms of here's the 60 times and horsepower ratings, so you certainly get the performance benefits from electric vehicles. Um, If you get into more of the kind of technological side, um, and more of that auto enthusiast, you get instant torque. So you get, the, again, sort of more of those performance characteristics that uh, car enthusiasts really like to rave about. Um, and, so you, and you get the, the benefits of the environmental um, benefits that come along with that, about doing the right thing in terms of one's own uh, commitment to help 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just things like global warming. So it's really a combination of performance enhancements, about technology, embracing kind of the cutting edge of vehicle design, as well as doing the right thing environmentally and personally. Right, so we can uh, have a fast car and feel good about it too? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of what this is about. It's not about making compromises. It's not about doing without. It's about getting everything you want out of a vehicle and extra benefits on top of that as well. Right. And I'm kind of thinking that you, you may have kind of touched on this already when we were talking about the uh, wattage level and the type of chargers. But how long can electric cars go at this point, or does it depend on the model? So there's a lot of variability, certainly. So it does depend on the model. Um, each bottle is rated by the EPA, just like you have uh, miles per gallon ratings for typical gasoline vehicles. You have MPG equivalent ratings for electric vehicles. They also do on those car label stickers that go on the windshields or on the windows. Um, you have the range ratings for the vehicles as well. So vehicles are able to, every generation we see more capacity in terms of range. So right now, kind of a basic um, electric vehicle like the Chevrolet Bolt that we're purchasing for the motor pool, mm-hmm. have a summer range of about 200 miles. They can travel 200 miles on a full charge oh. um, of those batteries. Higher-end vehicles, especially when you start getting into some of the Tesla types of vehicles, um, they're pushing those ranges now over 400 miles, um, or close to about 400 miles. So you're getting basically a, a per-tank equivalent of what many typical gasoline cars would have. Right. So once that battery pack is full, you can travel three, 400 miles uh, with today's modern electric vehicles. Wow. And then so the main limitation that people still get hung up on is an issue of charging, because um, obviously it doesn't take, it takes a longer amount of time to charge that battery pack that does fill up your gas tank. But there, if you change your behavior and you change your expectation, mm-hmm. um, you can make that less of a hassle as well. Right. That's part of what we're trying to do with this project is make charging more accessible, easier, build it into part of your typical day so you don't have to sit there uh, for eight hours necessarily to charge from zero. You can top off uh, quickly in just maybe half an hour or an hour and make it a much more manageable thing because you can combine that with um, your existing work, your existing class schedule, maybe just get some lunch or a cup of coffee, but uh, it doesn't have to become this big burden. Definitely. Um, how much, how about cost? What does it cost to uh, to hook up and charge on one of these stations? So right now, when we are launching these chargers, uh, we're pricing the cost of the charging sessions at $0.10 cents a kilowatt hour. Um, so let's take that example of that uh, Tesla with that 100 kilowatt hour battery pack. If that car charges from empty, uh, they're going to be paying uh, $10, if my math is correct, to charge that um, tank to full. Okay. So 100 kilowatt hours times $0.10 cents a kilowatt hour uh, should give you a $10 cost of filling that tank, so to speak. Um, so in that sense, it's quite a bit less than what you would typically pay at the pump to get that equivalent amount mm-hmm. of energy in a gasoline-powered car. Now, our rates might be a little bit lower than what some people might see elsewhere, but overall, uh, that's another thing EV drivers like to point out is that um, in almost most, in almost all circumstances, they're able to operate at a significantly lower cost per mile than a gasoline-powered equivalent vehicle would. Right, right. That sounds like a good deal. I'm starting to think uh, next time I shop for a vehicle, I've got some uh, food for thought here. 
Definitely. It's a pretty, pretty compelling proposition when you start to add everything up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. Um, I know there's a charging station at uh, Bluff Country Co-op. Um, are there other charging stations around town as well? Or In terms of in Winona, so we've got the co-op, we've got now at WSU. A couple of the car dealerships that um, have electric vehicles that their manufacturers sell, um, I believe you have charging stations, but I think you can find one at Sugarloaf Ford and So, oh, that's that's interesting. That was my next question. I was going to ask if there was a directory. Is there a, like any kind of app or something people can use to find these? Uh, the There's map? quite a few. So, um, in many cases, electric vehicles themselves come with those charging station maps uh, as part of their uh, infotainment system or their GPS system. Okay. So most new EVs have that information built in as part of their electronics. Uh, so, for instance, Tesla is really good about doing that, uh, although it mostly points you towards the Tesla superchargers as opposed to the other non-Tesla charging stations. Mm-hmm. Um, you can Google electric vehicle charging stations, so Google Maps um, has those locations available. And there's also websites like uh, PlugShare and Plug in America that also maintain um, nationwide extent, global databases um, about those locations as well. So there's quite a lot of online information, um, and then those vehicles are getting smart themselves while being able to provide their users with that information uh, directly through their own onboard system. Right. Oh, pretty soon you won't even have to steer the wheel, right? <laughs> That's a big part of it, too. So you're seeing a lot more with that uh, autonomous driving technology, and certainly a company like Tesla is using a charge for that uh, type of uh, technology as well. Right. It looks like we're uh, looking at an increase in safety and cost and uh, emissions, everything. So I'm, I'm liking it. That's the it. goal. And I think that's really what EV advocates always point out is that you really are looking at a really wide range of benefits, uh, very little downside. And those downsides can be easily mitigated um, and as technology improves. Um, the last little bits of hesitation are going to disappear pretty quickly. Right, right. Do you think that... Uh, uh, having these EV charging stations installed here at Winona State, uh, does that kind of send a message or make a statement to the community at large? Like, you know, are we kind of, I don't know. It, what, what does this tell the community or what should, what do we want people to know really about this? It does. It tells the community that this technology is real, it's tangible, it's here in our own community. It, this isn't just something that exists somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't just something that's in the cities or on the West Coast or wherever else. Uh, this is something that is real and tangible and concrete in our own community. It's only going to get bigger and more prominent. Uh, this is the way of the future. Um, it's really an endorsement of those types of ideas and a very tangible physical statement that says, we believe in the viability of electric power transportation, and we're showing you that it's a real thing that you can uh, see and touch and interact with um, in a very first-hand way. 
Definitely. And I think it also, you know, um, I think I think you touched on this, that it it allows people to say, oh, there are charging stations in my town. I can think about getting one of these, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a wonderful thing. And um, that's one of the big um, obstacles we have heard from people is just that, you know, sure, they've been thinking about it. It sounds interesting. Uh, but having that charging station available more readily, having it be more obvious a part of their day-to-day, is definitely going to push people over the edge to make those decisions. Um, it just takes away one last hesitation. Definitely. Well, I've been here talking to Nathan Engstrom. Uh, he's the Campus Sustainability Director here at Winona State University, and we're talking about the new electric vehicle charging stations that have been installed. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much for joining us today. I think this is a great topic to talk about, and uh, hopefully we can uh, see more of this happening in the future. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks again to Winona State University Campus Sustainability Director Nathan Engstrom for joining us today on Culture Click. For more information on the new EV charging stations, go to winona.edu and search electric vehicle. To keep up on all things Winona and the surrounding area, tune into Culture Click Thursdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from Winona State University Campus Sustainability Director Nathan Engstrom on Culture Click. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQALFM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click.
Are you interested in all things Winona and the surrounding area? Find podcasts of Culture Click and all your favorite KQAL shows at kqal.org. Culture Click is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.